Hey, welcome to the Afikra Community Podcast. This series features a presentation every single episode given by a member of the Afikra community. Every single one of these people you should know is not an expert in what they are talking about, but rather they are driven by their authentic curiosity to learn something new about the Arab world, its histories and its cultures. Each one of these presentations is the product of the person going through our workshop series, finding a topic that they're curious about, honing that question with us, and developing it into a compelling presentation. Some of these are long presentations, about 45 minutes, and some of them are what we call Africa Forwards, where they're simply recommending something for you to check out. The goal is to highlight scholarship that already exists, to celebrate it, and to learn. I hope you enjoy it. If you're interested in learning more, go to africa.com slash library. Thanks. Hello, everyone. My name is Omar Ashab. I live in Ramallah, Palestine. And today I'll be forwarding an article. I attend the American School of Palestine. And today I'll be forwarding an article called Ibn Farnas and his contribution to the aviation technology of the world. And so I read this article and thought it was pretty interesting as it talks about aviation and flight in the early Arab Islamic world as well as the first person to ever fly, Ibn Abbas Ibn Farnas. Here's a link to the article if anyone would like to read it. It's about four pages. The article's from ResearchGate. Here are the six authors, and they're from various universities in Malaysia. People have always dreamed of flying. They've always wanted to fly, and their thoughts and dreams of flying have been shown by ancient civilizations from as early as 3000 BC, and their sketches depicting the ability of humans to fly. And so one of the main reasons why people wanted to fly is because of their inspiration from birds. People from all types have been inspired by birds to fly and therefore have studied the body and structure of birds in order to possibly develop their own method of flying. But that wasn't the only reason. The first and main reason why people during the ninth century, which was when Abbas Ibn Farnas lived, the first and main reason why people during that time uh, studied birds was not actually to fly, but rather to uncover the secrets of Allah's creation, as mentioned in the Quran, when he encourages people to observe the birds and seek knowledge to strengthen their faith. So there is also a religious perspective to it. In the first picture on the slide, that, that's a statue of Abbas Ibn Farnas in Cordoba, Spain. The second picture is an example of an ancient sketch about flying. And then the third one is a bridge in Spain that was named after and in honor of Abbas Ibn Farnas. So about Ibn Farnas. Abbas Ibn Farnas was born in the ninth century in Al-Andalus, which was Muslim-ruled modern-day Spain. And he studied many subjects and was also known as a great poet. And he's sometimes referred to as the forgotten first man to fly because he he's often overshadowed by the Wright brothers. Uh, many people believe that the Wright brothers were actually the first people to fly, but they weren't. They were the first people to invent and fly the first motorized aircraft, while Ibn Farnas was actually the first known man to ever fly. He, he had a glider. And so about his aircraft, he began inventing his aircraft in 875 AD, and it was made from wood, silk, and feathers from different birds. And it was more of a, a glider than a modern day plane as he had to be standing on an elevated level and glide down and he'd flap the wings with his arms just like a bird and so he continued to tweak his aircraft from time to time and Ibn Farnas was in fact actually 65 years old when he first tested his aircraft in front of a crowd of spectators 
He flew for more than about 10 minutes before he had a bad landing and crashed and he was severely injured. He had a broken back. And so this injury prevented him from ever flying again. And he died a couple of years later. And so this could be considered both his first and last attempt at flying. He made some smaller scale attempts earlier while he was just testing the aircraft, but they weren't, they were not, this was the first time it was in front of a, a crowd and the first time it lasted this long. And it's also his last attempt because he was never able to fly after his injury. So in this photo, you could see uh, his aircraft was more like a glider. It was very different from modern day aircraft and he'd have to hold on to those handles to flap the wings, similar to how a bird flies. Here are some more pictures of him and his aircraft. And so after Ibn Farnes's failed attempt, he made an, an important realization. He realized that the tail was a vital structure for landing, just like a bird's tail. And so he then founded the ornithopter theory, elaborating on the importance of the tail, so-called the ornithopter. And so he was never able to build it because of his injury, which prevented him from ever flying again. But he founded this theory, which had a great impact on the field of aviation because this theory inspired many people after him and the theory was actually later confirmed by English philosopher Francis Bacon and so Ibn Farnes his aircraft lacked this tail he didn't have this tail so that's why he that's what resulted in his tragic landing so the theory greatly impacted the field of aviation as the tail is an important structure for stability during flight and especially during landing. And so numerous people attempted to fly after Ibn Farnas and just like him, many of the flights ended brutally. And so people began to believe that flying was impossible and everyone who tried to failed. And so very few attempts to fly were made until the Renaissance, such as when Leonardo da Vinci made sketches of though never actually built the flying machine and he included the ornithopter ideas in his sketches. So many people believe that Leonardo da Vinci actually built an aircraft, but he never did. He just made sketches of one. But in the photo, you could see he included Ibn Farnese's ornithopter theory as there's a tail on the aircraft. And so he inspired many people after him and it's an important structure during, for, during flight especially, and for landing as it helps with stability and even modern day aircrafts, all modern day aircrafts have them too. And the Wright brothers, they invented and flew the first engine powered aircraft, which is why they're always credited for being the first people to fly, even though they weren't. They too actually, just like Ibn Farnes, started with simple gliding and they also studied birds to perfect their aircraft. And so, Abbas Ibn Farnes and the Wright brothers are actually more than a thousand years apart. And the, and the Wright brothers invented and flew the first motorized aircraft while Ibn Farnes was the first known man to actually fly. And in conclusion, Abbas Ibn Farnes substantially contributed to and inspired the West's success in aviation, especially with his realization of the importance of the ornithopter for stability during flight and landing. And Therefore, the article argues that Ibn Farnes should be considered the father of the aviation field of the world and not the Wright brothers, as many people believe. So if you enjoyed this, here are some links to other things for further reading. The first two links are links to articles that are a bit shorter and more of a biography about Ibn Farnes, and they don't only 
focus on just the aspect of flying, but his entire life. And then the third link is a link to a YouTube video. It's the same one you see on the right. It talks about how Abbas Ibn Farnas flew. And here's my contact information, my email if anyone would like to reach out. And I believe that's it. Thank you all for watching. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Four quick final notes. The first is, if you feel like watching this presentation in video form, look us up on YouTube, subscribe, hit that bell, do all that good stuff. Second is, if you ever feel like attending these events, we have them every Saturday, and you can find out more information at hafikta.com RSVP. The third is, if you feel like developing a community presentation, we have workshops that are free and open to all every two weeks. You can go to hafikta.com workshop. And the fourth is that our work is made possible by the hundreds of people around the world who are inspired by our work and want to build this movement. Please consider becoming one of them and supporting our, our work at afikra.com support. Thanks so much. Have a great day and see you next time.